there is going to be a glory explosion a massive glory invasion of the lord the glory cloud is going to be like a glory shield in this message pastor explains the keys to tap into such glory of god and encourages that when god takes over it is all over tonight lord we thank you for your mercies we thank you for your grace thank you jesus that your name is precious and we honor you you are a good shepherd you are a leader you are a cornerstone jesus you are our lord our savior our master we exalt you you are our refuge our righteousness our redemption you are our wisdom you are our light yes we give you all glory and honor we exalt your name lord it is by your mercy it is by your grace thank you jesus we praise you lord we enforce your victory tonight thank you lord enable us tonight we give you glory and honor in jesus precious name amen hallelujah let's be seated in our places wherever we are second corinthians chapter 3 second corinthians chapter 3 verses 17 and 18 now the lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty yes but we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the lord amen one more scripture second chronicles chapter 5 two chronicles chapter 5 verses 13 and 14 it came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the lord and when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the lord saying for he is good for his mercy endureth forever that then the house was filled with the cloud underline that word then the house was filled with the cloud even the house of the lord even the house of the lord the 14th verse so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud for the glory of the lord had filled the house of god for the glory of the lord had filled the house of god amen, amen. i strongly believe there will be a glory explosion in our lives amen a glory encounter it is important that when you you know god will only manifest that which you understand from his word So if you need to have an experience of an encounter with his glory you need to realize from God's word what it is all about and if you're really hungry and thirsty and seeking the face of the Lord let me assure you from God's word he will indeed manifest his presence over your life what do i mean by glory explosion it is when glory takes over a place or a person the scripture that we read it says there the house was filled with the glory of god say that with me the house was filled the house was filled with the glory of god the glory of the lord i mean god's glory is taken over invaded by the glory of god 
whether it be a person or whether it be a place invaded by the glory the presence the tangibleness of God's beauty just filling you and overflowing over your life amen what do I what do, what do we mean by just an explosion of God's glory where there is a massive glory invasion and glory saturation of a person or a place the glory of God just saturates you I've read about when revival broke out in certain places and amidst people who encountered glory they were so saturated with the presence of God so saturated it was like being dipped in oil it is like being dipped in fire it is like you have gone in totally into another world by just beauty and the fragrance of Jesus and so it is important from scripture you realize and you hunger and thirst and say Lord I want an encounter with you that will change me forever so when the glory is manifested there is a drastic positive change of climate or atmosphere whether it be the atmosphere of a church of your personal life or even your family life a drastic positive change something around you changes you go to a church which is filled with God's glory you know it's not the church that you knew once something has happened you walk around some people and you know something has happened that person is hey it's not the same guy or the same girl that I know something has happened people will know something has changed get ready for an experience something around you something about your life is going to change for good it's going to change forever just like Saul became a Paul something dramatically drastically by an invasion of God's grace infusion of God's grace infusion of God's presence something is about to change the climate changes it's like you stepped into something else you, you even in your prayer life something changes you're just spending time with the Lord and you do not know the time go by three hours four hours seems very little you want more of God when glory explodes there is a release of glory cloud look at that scripture in 2nd Samuel Second uh, Chronicles, pardon me, fifth chapter, the thirteenth verse. The cloud for the glory rain. Yes, read on. It came even to pass. It came even to pass. As the trumpeters and singers were as one. Where the trumpeters and the singers were as one. To make one sound to be heard. Yes. In praising and thanking the Lord. Yes. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals mm -hmm. and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying. For he is good, 
For his mercy endureth forever. His mercy endureth forever. That then the house was filled with the cloud. The house was filled. Say that with me. The house was filled with the cloud. The house was filled with the cloud. Amen. Amen. The house was filled with the cloud. The cloud comes first and then you know it's going to rain. It's going to rain. Some of you have been, you know, having a rain of harassment and shame and pain and poverty and affliction. It's like things that you would not desire has been raining down on your life. There's an English saying which I don't want to use it now. Somebody's been dashed on your parade. <laughs> it's just spoiling the whole thing. And you think things will never change. But how does it change? Like David said, I long to see your glory in your sanctuary of God. When you long to have a fresh infusion of God's grace and an encounter with his presence. Let me tell you, the cloud comes first. And then the atmosphere changes. There is going to be a rain. Soaked in the rain. Somebody is never ever going to have a dry season in your life. Wow, I receive it in Jesus' name. Some of you are never going to have a, a dry season in your life. The rain of God's grace, rain of the Holy Ghost. People will see you saturated with the presence of God. That something about you is shining. Your face is shining. Your life is shining. Something about you is shining. And that is the radiance of the beauty of the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior. Somebody say amen to that. Hallelujah. Never ever a dry season. Woo. Yay. Wind of God blows. Yay! Amen. God's grace so fills you up. See, the glory cloud is like a glory shield. Say that with me. The glory cloud. It's like a glory shield. Isaiah 4 verses 5. Isaiah 4 verse 5. Isaiah 4 verse 5. And the Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion. And upon assemblies a cloud and a smoke by day. And the shining of a flaming fire by night. For upon all the glory shall be a defense. It's like a shield shall be your defense and there shall be a tabernacle for a shadow in the daytime from the heat and for a place of refuge and for a covert from storm and from rain open your mouth and say glory shield glory shield the cloud will shield you from adverse weather the heat of life the calamities of ministry 
the challenges of life God's glory shields you say that with me God's glory will shield me will shield me I do not know what your life has been exposed to over these years what's confronting your destiny or harassing your life or ministry or family or business or future but let the glory of Jesus his presence be a shield around you be a shield around you not exposed anymore see the glory when it when the glory of god takes over uh, any event or everything becomes operated by god in other words things begin to happen at the frequency of god no longer happen at the frequency of human wisdom or connections now many people do not even understand what i'm saying many people don't even grasp what i'm saying they would just rather take down notes and come to church and have a normal service and go back to their lives but i don't want that i don't desire that as a pastor over your life see when the glory came second samuel 5 the priest could no longer minister had taken the glory took over things began to happen at the frequency of god no longer by what they knew by the wisdom of their mind or by their ability how would you like the glory to show up in your business in your home in your family life where the glory of god takes over things begin to happen at the frequency of god now how how, how do you access that sometimes it sounds too good to believe or too good to be true <laughs> i hope this word goes into your spirit because if you're one of those persons who would like to reason out everything touch and see first before you believe jesus said believe and you will see the glory of god you gotta put your trust in God's word in God's word read the Bible it is there in your Bible I'm not making this up it's there in your Bible how do you do it what's happened to you how can you what, what's happened to you I mean those will be the kind of words people say about you when God takes over what happened to you you're not the same anymore how do you keep doing this Paul you've been stoned yesterday but you're getting up and preaching again how do you do it glory see it's when the glory shows up 
that your effort becomes minimal say that with me my effort becomes minimal my effort becomes minimal and my rest becomes maximum and my rest becomes maximum and you are under zero pressure when the grace or the glory of god is not manifested in your business or in your ministry what happens is you are under tremendous pressure your effort is maximum and your rest is minimal but when the glory shows up it's the other way around I asked once a man of God, what should you do? He had walked in revival. So I asked him, what should you do to experience revival? He said, sleep well, eat well. That's the key. <laughs> so I knew he had tapped into a realm that I had not walked into before. When God takes over, it is all over. <laughs> Say that with me. When God takes over, God takes it's, over. All over. it's all over. <laughs> Amen. You know, I heard about a man saying that there is a, a machine or in the hospital that will predict your age by checking your blood your parameters how your liver your kidneys your heart the way it is beating and all that will check your age and say your age so there are 30 year old who have gone through tremendous stress who get up there and their internal parameters are checked and the age given is 60 because inside the body they are aging they are only 30 years old but at the same time there are 60 year olds who have tapped into God's grace and who walk with the Lord and their body's parameters are showing their age as 40, 45 Now, how would it be if your body was checked? Trying to work your marriage, trying to work your kids, your businesses, trying to run your life and all that. Tap into God's grace. Lift your hand and say, Jesus, I want to tap into your grace. I want to tap into your word. I want to tap into your anointing. I want to tap into your grace and glory, Lord Jesus. Your grace and glory, Lord. stepping into it there are pastors who are just 50 years old and the parameters were showing 80 years old but there were pastors who were 80 years old who were showing just 60 because they had touched an aspect or realm of glory Lift your hand and say, in the name of Jesus, by His grace, I'm going to tap into the glory of God. Amen. There's a complete transformation of identity when there is a glory encounter. 
Look at Luke chapter 9, 29 to 35. Gospel of Luke chapter 9, 29 to 35. And as he prayed, and as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered. The fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glistening. And his raiment was white and glistening. glistening. Amen. As he prayed, his very physical began to change. The way you are perceived determines the way you are received have you seen that there are some people who are good but they're perceived as bad because they haven't tapped into God's glory it, it, it changes your identity every identity of rejection and barrenness and backwardness and Poverty that is associated with you changes. When you tap into God's glory, I've seen some of the ministers, you know, the, the very physical appearance, I mean, the way they stand and cast out the devil out of somebody or weather a storm or you know, wow, they've tapped into something that only can be from Jesus. Because it's naturally not possible. It is glory, God's glory that will validate and endorse your life, assignment and ministry. Say that with me, it's God's glory, it God's glory. That, will that will validate and endorse my life, my life. Assignment, assignment and destiny. And It is God endorsing you, not people. God endorsing your business. God endorsing your ministry. That's what the Holy Spirit told me. He said, son, I will endorse your ministry. Wherever you go, I will endorse your ministry. I will show up. Yes, we know let the presence of God show up in your home. Look at Isaiah 6. You know, Isaiah the prophet is saying, you know, look at, isn't it amazing? Isaiah is a preacher, he's a prophet, he's ministering, but he's not being endorsed. Because the Lord is saying, who will go for us? And Isaiah has to say, I will. Can you imagine that? Right up to the five, first five chapters, the prophet was ministering. But in the sixth chapter, when he was worshipping and saw the glory of Jesus, the Lord sitted high and lifted up, and his presence filling the temple. He said, Lord, I'm unclean. Woe to me, for I'm a man who is undone my lip. The Lord said, I'll cleanse you. The angel of God came and cleansed him. And the Lord is saying, who will go for us? He said, Lord, here I am. You working for God and God not endorsing you is a problem. <laughs> there are people whom God uses and there are people who use God. 
Seldom do people have the discernment to see the difference. When God endorses you, announces you, no one can denounce you. When God accepts you, rejections don't don't matter. When God says, I like you, it doesn't matter who hates you. (laughs) If God is for you, who can be against you? Lift your hand and say, if God be for me, who can be against me? When the glory of God explodes beyond your control, it's, it's like a pandemic. <laughs> this pandemic, let the glory of God. It's infectious. The glory of God is infectious. See, when the glory of God shows up, nobody can claim ignorance that the glory of God is in your life. Are you with me? Amen. Amen. So what's the secret? What's the key? Simple. Second Samuel, Second Chronicles, that's what we read. Fifth chapter. Pure love-filled worship. Say that with me. Pure love-filled, love-filled worship. worship. While they were worshipping with one accord. While they were worshipping with one accord. Isn't that amazing? You cannot worship God and have bitterness against somebody and expect the glory of God to show up. You cannot worship God with unforgiveness and see the glory of God. You cannot be envious and jealous of somebody and expect to see the glory of God. You cannot worship with a competitive spirit and contention and expect to see the glory of God. The love of God and the love of men go together. There are people who do not even speak to their wives but who pray for hours and expect to see the glory of God. You know, whenever my wife comes to me and uh, sometimes your mind is worked up with something and you're praying and she comes up and then she greets you and your mind is not quite there and sometimes I don't even answer, you know, I just go by. And it so happened today morning and I was going into my prayer and the Lord said, son, I won't show up unless you greet her. I'm serious. I mean, you cannot expect to see the glory of God by worshipping and not being in harmony with people around you. It doesn't matter how strong you worship or how loudly you sing or clap or make noise. No. Second Chronicles 5, when the people worshipped in one accord. If my wife does not think I'm a Christian, I'm not. So I asked her this morning, do you think I'm a Christian? (laughs) Do you think I'm a Christian? (laughs) 
Will your wife say that about you? Will your husband say that about you? With one accord, pure, pure worship. There is no plus or minus one. God and man be at peace. How would you tap into that glory? Passionate and desperate prayer. What I mean by that is prayer that focuses on your life's assignments, not somebody else. Some people pray what others are praying. They want to study how others pray. They watch how others pray. And they say they use same vocabulary. But they don't have the same effect. Luke chapter 9 verse 29. Read that please. King James Version. Luke chapter 9 verse 29. Luke 9 29. And as he prayed, and as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered. The fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glistering. I mean, when you look at those scriptures, you might have a glimpse of how Jesus prayed actually. A glimpse. Lord, what do you want me to do, Father? Whatever you want me to do, I want to do it. I want to do it perfectly. I want to do it obediently. I want to do it because of my love for you, Father. Whatever you would want me to do, I want to do it. You want me to go to the cross, I will do it. But tell me how I should go through that. He prayed so passionately to the Father, Jesus. That the father said to Moses and Elijah, get up, go tell him. Look at the scripture, the 31st verse. Who appeared in glory and behold Moses and Elias who appeared in glory and spoke of his disease. Or his death which he should accomplish in Jerusalem. The father was so moved by how perfectly Jesus wanted to go to fulfill the will of the father by dying on the cross by suffering God said tell Moses Elijah go see go tell him are you with me some people just pray they're not praying according to their life assignment where you don't have interest you can't have insight God gives you insight the place where he wants you to do how do I do it Lord I don't want to disappoint you Lord how best can I do it he will give you insight I don't want to fail you God I don't want to let you down I want to please you father how do I go about it you know me you know my nature how do i do this you pray honestly he will show you he will make a way he will release his word he will release his insight he will release his wisdom he will give you the grace and help you through
God's glory will come and fill you then. You know, one, you know that's the scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 3. How do I tap into this? Second Corinthians chapter 3. You will find something amazing. The Spirit of God and the glory of God are connected. Say that with me. The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. And the glory of God. And the glory of God. Are connected. Are connected. Unless I understand that I cannot function in the glory. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of glory. 1 Peter 4.14 says that. You can read that later. Where the Spirit of God is, the glory of God is found. Where people move in the Spirit, they move in the glory. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. We all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are transformed or changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. From one level to another of glory, you are transformed by the Spirit of God. So it is engaging with the Holy Spirit that will explode the glory of God in your life. Men men and women of God who walked in the glory are all men and women of God in the Spirit. How do you engage? How do you engage? Look at Paul. He says, my God shall even supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. (laughs) Can you imagine that? Without glory, he says, I don't want even the supplies. You want to get into the supplies, get into the glory. How do you engage? Praying in the spirit. Say that with me. Praying in the praying in the spirit. Look at Paul saying in 1 Corinthians 14, 18. 1 Corinthians 14, 18. I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. Can you imagine that? Paul saying, it touched me. He's telling the Korean church more than you all. How many of you are there? Korean church? More than all of you praying together. I pray more than you all in the spirit. Every one of you in the Korean church put together. I pray more than you all in the spirit. In tongues. Wow. Wow. One Corinthians fourteen fifteen doors. What? what is it then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with understanding also. Worshiping in the spirit, because worshiping with understanding, we all do. I hope you do. But worshiping in the spirit, be not. F- Drunk with one wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Singing in or speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Worshipping in the Spirit. Some of you, a realm of worshipping in the Spirit, God is opening up over your life.
how about you get into that glory by being led of the spirit say that with me by by the leading by the leading of the holy spirit, the holy spirit. romans chapter 8 verses 13 and 14 if you live up to the flesh you shall die but if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body you shall live for as many as are led by the spirit of god they are sons of god people who are led by the spirit know how to mortify their flesh in the spirit we look at romans 8 14 and we say okay i want to be led of the holy spirit is that the guy i should get married to i feel really led <laughs> now mortify the flesh It's the Holy Spirit who leads you. He will give you strategic direction. To make decisions. As long as you're not making decisions on your own. There are many people who take decisions for their own life. And then they want the Holy Spirit to just show up. But decisions made in the Holy Ghost. Is that which will move you into an realm of tasting and enjoying and walking in the glory of god let of the holy spirit obey the holy spirit and leave the consequences to him now, i won't ask you to follow this but just an example you know while i after i got married i said okay lord how do i feed my family what do i do what is there any business that i can do or work that i can do and at the same time minister for so I was looking, and at that time, the Lord showed me a particular share. <laughs> now, I won't ask you to do the same, because you really may, got to make sure it's the whole Lord. <laughs> but I invested into it, because I knew it is the Holy Spirit. And that particular share went about 450%, if I'm right. Never done that before. Never done that after. <laughs> so it bought myself some land to build a house. <laughs> but I knew now it was the direction of the Holy Spirit. You pray, you ask God for direction, He will release a word. When you walk in the spirit and not in the flesh, let me tell you, you are just rubbing into the glory zone. Romans 8.1, Galatians 5.16, Romans 8.1 we know, but we only say the first part of it. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit we say there is no condemnation for those of us who are in christ jesus <laughs> and then we omit the last part of it but who walk in the spirit and not in the flesh there is food available 
But just because food is available, you don't eat it. There is opportunity to sleep long, but you just don't sleep because there is an opportunity to sleep long. The Holy Spirit told me, never force. You know, sometimes, even to eat, sometimes you force yourself to eat. I don't know about you, some of you do. Some of you, you don't need no forcing. You need force to stop you from eating. But there are people who... The food is there, but... And you think, okay, I have to eat. My wife cooked it. Somebody has offered this. That happens to pastors. You will go house visiting and everybody cooks you something nice. You think, you eat it. But I realize, never force yourself. If they get hurt, that's their problem. You don't go there for the food. Are you with me? Don't force yourself. Because that might be in the flesh. Sometimes you're all set to journey, but don't force yourself into that journey. That's, that's how you will know the Holy Spirit leading. Don't force yourself. You got your visa, the ticket is there. But you don't feel led? Don't go. Don't go where God has not sent you. Don't move by the flesh. 1 Samuel 13 verse 12. In the Old Testament, there's something very interesting. 1 Samuel 13 and verse 12. It says there. Therefore said I. Therefore said I. Soul. Old Testament soul. Yeah. Therefore said I. The Philistines will come down. The now. Philistines will come down now upon me to, to Gilgal. And I have not made supplication unto the Lord. He didn't wait for the prophet Samuel to show up. Samuel was the one who was supposed to give a burnt offering to the Lord. But he said, and I have not made supplication to the Lord. I forced myself therefore. That's, that's where he fell. He forced himself. There is nothing compulsory in life. Except to make to heaven and to do the will of God. Can you say that with me? There is nothing compulsory in life. Except to make to heaven and to do the will of the Father. Never force yourself. How would you tap into the glory zone? By the impartation of the Holy Spirit. You bring yourself into a climate where somebody who is, you know, God has placed above you. You sit under that and receive the word. Ezekiel 2.2 While he spoke, the Spirit fell upon me. While he spoke, you sit under that. The Holy Spirit will fall upon you. That's, that, that's how you get an impartation. There are people who come and sit and they know it all and they say, and you know that there can never be an impartation. They've got to, they'll struggle all the way through. You cannot help them. 
But there are people who come and you know they're teachable, they're submitted, and they're sitting there. And when you open your mouth, it's like rain. The Spirit of God just falls. And you know it. And they know it. Lift your hand and say, Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Because He's the one who will reveal to you the God-ordained inheritance for you. What no eye has seen, no ear has heard, which, that which has not entered the heart of men, as God prepared for those who love Him. And this He shows by His Spirit. Not you figuring it out with your head. Some people, they have a destination in life. They set their mind, okay, I have to reach there by the time I'm 40 or 50 or 60. And they get discouraged when they don't reach there. But I'm supposed to get married here at this age. and Do this at that particular point and have my child at this age. and all. See, your destination when the glory steps in will be just one of your locations. God will move you from that realm to another realm. There is more that God wants to do in your life than what is there in the current. You are transformed from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. There is a shift that takes place. You might be an apostle, but there is a shift. When you move into the dimension of the, the apostolic, there is something different. You might be a teacher, but the, the teaching has more depth now when you step into you're, you're taken into another level of glory you might be a prophet but there is an accuracy a precision when you prophesy that's another realm don't stay in the same realm they, you might be a pastor but suddenly another realm you have pastoral muscles now <laughs> you might be in the administration but there's a sharpening of administration skills you're doing at a sharper level, at a different level, when the glory of God steps upon you. So I exhort you, I speak into your life. May your level change. May you be a shift supernaturally in the glory of God. See, Moses' leadership shifted. Exodus 3.1 Moses led the flock of his father-in-law. He led the flock of his father-in-law. But Exodus 3, God said, enough of leading a father-in-law sheep. You're shifting. Moses led a nation. Peter, you are a fisher of men. But your level is going to change. I will make you a fisher of men. Oh! Open your mouth and say, my levels are changing. By the glory of God. Joseph, you are a manager in the 41st house, in the prison, you are a manager, but now you're going to manage an entire nation. Your level will change, Joseph. Your level will change. You can't be born again in 1970 and in 2020 be the same spot. Your level has to change. It's time to shift in the name of Jesus. Even healing ministry, I've seen that. 
deliverance my spiritual father used to walk in a dimension of god's grace and glory where he could step into a place and within five to seven kilometers of range if there was any demonic they would come running out of that place and come and fall there And he used to say, in the beginning, it used to take six hours, eight times. Sometimes you see a person free. <laughs> and he says, change. Level changed. There are dimensions of glory. You might be a pastor, but suddenly you step into the prophetic. You might be, suddenly you're writing songs, you've never done that, it's there, never been there in your scope. You Suddenly songs in the spirit. So much so that in 1 Samuel 10 in the Old Testament, when Saul began to prophesy, they said, is Saul among the prophets? Hey, is he among the prophets? The people around you will be shocked. Is he among the prophets? He's prophesying. <laughs> but let me tell you, your season is going to change. Not only people around you are going to be shocked, you are going to be shocked <laughs> by the woo, by the transforming power of God's glory. You're going to be shocked. Is this happening really through me? Now, I've realized one thing. God can only take people to dimensions of glory and fill people with the Spirit in the level of their hunger. Second, Second Kings chapter 4, verses 4. The vessels that are full, set it aside. He touched me today. The Lord said, son, if you're so full, I cannot use you. I'll just set you aside. The vessels that are full, the prophet is saying to the woman, set it aside. You're so full, content, happy, you're set aside. But somehow you're still hungry, thirsty, wanting to receive. You are used, the oil will flow through you, the oil will flow into you. The transforming power of God's glory, hallelujah. Amen. There are bishops, there are priests, there are pastors who are set aside because they're so full, they're content, they know it all. But there are people, pastors, bishops who are hungry, like a child as the years go by, wanting to learn, God is using. There are people who ended even before they started. Too contented. When your when your hunger stops, your glory ends. Lift your hand and say, "Lord, do not set me aside." Lord, do not set me aside. And I heard once Benihin saying, you know, he was preaching in a pastors' conference and he was laying hands upon people who receive impartation of the Holy Spirit. And he was about to lay his hands upon a bishop and the Lord said, don't. 
have rejected him. Can you imagine that? I mean, people who minister, they know you're in their soul praying for people. And if God has to be that loud and clear, suddenly, no, just bypass him, go lay hands upon the next one. That shook me. God said, don't touch him. Don't touch him. I heard Kenneth Copeland say, he's over 80 now. He said there is an anointing to function from the age of 18 to 80 to 90. The Lord told him, Kenneth, there is an anointing to function. You have functioned in the anointing all through your life, but there is an anointing to function from 80 to 90. And then the Lord said to him, and from 90 to 100. And from 100 to 110, and from 110 to 120, there's an anointing, a dimension change. Many people die even before they reach that age. And they have never even seen that anointing or that glory. Some people at 50 are feeling too old and useless. But men and women of God who walked in glory, they would say, Hey, with every passing age, there is a different realm that God wants to open. You are changed from glory to glory by the Spirit of the living God. And God will only do it in response to your hunger, you yearning. Let's close our eyes and pray tonight. Tonight, close your eyes and pray. I yearn for your Holy Spirit. I yearn for your glory. I yearn for you, Lord. I yearn for your presence, Lord. Jesus, lift your hands and say, Jesus, I yearn for you. Lord, saturate me. Offer Jesus your life. Surrender to Him. Completely surrender to Jesus. Don't get content with where you are. Say, I hunger, Lord, for you. I want to tap into your grace. I want to come closer to you, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Open your mouth, pray tonight. Lift your hands to Jesus. Say, I surrender my life to you. Open your mouth and say that. Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I give you my life. Forgive me for my sins. Cleanse me with your precious blood. I submit to you. I surrender my life to you. I renounce sin. I renounce Satan. I renounce the world. Jesus, fill me. Transform me. Change me. I want to be led of your Holy Spirit. I submit to you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I renounce sin. I renounce Satan. I renounce the world. I give you my life. I submit my life to you. Jesus Christ, you are my Lord, my Master, my Savior. I belong to you. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
Lift your hands and praise the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise the name of Jesus.